there were so many tears and so many hugs today. I felt like an Oprah Winfrey show. I mean, it was like, I can't tell you the number of participants, whether they were speakers or they were kids or their parents who came up and gave me giant hugs and just said, this was amazing. I loved it. Do it again. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. So my next guests um, for Learning Unbox um, at the Girls Who Lead Summit are Daria Shirazi. Did I get that right, Daria? Yes, you did. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and Maggie Wessel. And uh, the two of them are from Grandview Heights Middle School. And they have joined us today at the Girls Who Lead Summit to see what it's all about. So I want to start really quickly. You, Maggie, how would you describe yourself in a tweet? Well. I'm really active, uh, both in sports and like in the community. Uh, we have middle school sports. So I did volleyball this fall, but I've done soccer, not for the school, but in past years, I plan to do softball in the spring. Over the winter period, I'm not going to play sport, but there's ski club and science Olympiad. So I plan on doing both of those as well. Um, so your tweet might be something like seriously busy and engaged young woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that you're able to get all of those things in. Yeah. And you love them? Yes. That's awesome. And so, so Daria, tell me a little bit about the the thing you love most about school. I think the thing I love most about school is just everything that goes on and there's always new stuff happening, even though just everything's always changing and you kind of don't know what to expect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so as, as the, both of you are in middle school, so eighth grade, seventh grade, seventh seventh grade. So you're right in the middle of middle school. Right. (laughs) And so, but, but that's a really awesome time. Actually, I'll be honest with you because middle school is that space where you learn so much about yourself. Right. And lots of times the things we learn about ourselves, we're really proud of, but sometimes we internalize them. We spend a lot of time thinking about how the rest of the world thinks about us. And that's not necessarily a great thing. So Maggie, one of the things that I love about that, just that list that you boldly put out there of all the different things that you're doing that screams to me, this is a young woman who is curious. And so what are you, what are you most curious to learn, Maggie? I'm really interested in um, physics and just how like how things work. It's it's weird that things work the way they do. Um, so physics and chemistry are two things I'm really interested in, but also in math, just like how the patterns and numbers present themselves. It's really an odd thing that it's interesting. I don't think it's odd at all. I think that's absolutely awesome. We need so many strong women out there in the STEM fields. And so uh, to be curious and interested in that in seventh grade, that's that's absolutely awesome. Don't let go of that. That's spectacular. Daria, when you think about the things that you are hopeful 
in school, right? So what what is it that you see that school should be providing for you? Um, I think it should just be like school should be the academic part of school should be a way to get away from kind of everything that's happening as great as that is like all of the social, you know, drama is made like as exciting as it may be. Like, I think if, when you learn things, it's just kind of a break from that. Cause it's like, this is the stuff that actually matters. And like, this is what's gonna like define my future. So school should be a drama free zone. Is that what you're saying? Not, I mean, I think there's <laughs> no way to, fully prevent that it's just i think when there are classes and like when you are learning something i think it's just like it should be a way to dive in and just not think about anything else mm-hmm. and just think about learning and moving forward so maggie do you, do you think that you're able to do that in school right now i mean do you think that the structure of school as it exists right now um, in, in your, your school and recognizing that everybody around the world, um, we have listeners from all over the place, that school's different for everybody. So it's really important for folks to understand what school is like for you. So do you think, to Daria's point, are you able to just really dig down or are there some things that you're just like, uh, I'm not so interested in this, but there are some things that I'm able to sort of put my head down and sort of love? Or do you yeah. need to find more ways to love what you're learning in school? Well, in school, there's always the subconscious. It's like, oh, well, what do they think of my outfit today or whatever it might be? But also when you're in an environment that's a learning environment, you're kind of just like, well, who cares what my outfit looks like? I want to learn about whatever you're learning about. And so it's kind of a break from all of that, like stressing, social, just being around people, it can be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so school is, it's funny because that's probably where the most of the drama happens, but also it's where you kind of get a break from it as well. So it's kind of everything rolled into one. Yeah. That's a really interesting perspective. And I really, really appreciate hearing you say that because I don't necessarily think that a lot of folks that are on the outside looking in under, understand that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. I um I, I want to talk a little bit about... So you're here today at the Past Innovation Lab um, for our Girls Who Lead Summit. So we're really digging down and talking about leadership and that all the different ways that you can learn skills around leadership or what leadership is or who or how folks' journeys got them into leadership roles. So I want to ask each of you a little bit about what do you think about your future as it relates to to leadership? And are you gaining leadership skills in school or are you gaining leadership schools out and about in the world, the things that you're engaged in or some combination thereof? And either one of you um, wants to can go first. I mean, I really think it's a combination of both because in school, like the leadership that you're gaining isn't academics and like learning. It's more just like standard social situations, which you'll encounter later on. And you're like, obviously figuring out how to gauge what you're supposed to say and like what's really going on. But then outside of school, if you're involved in like, I don't know, extracurriculars or stuff like that, basically, 
you, I think that's where you learn leadership, how to get things done, how to think about things in a different way, how to know what people are thinking and like their ideas. <laughs> well, thank you, Daria. I think that was a, was very helpful. What do you think, Maggie? Uh, I think that um, with school, we're learning a lot of academic things, but some of that we're going to need. But also a lot in real life that there are people in real life that you need to deal with. So it's yeah. it's almost like we need a class that's just how to deal with social situations where you mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable or you're nervous or you don't know what to say and things like that. It's really stressful because you're not taught this in school. So mm-hmm. when you go into the real world, you're just like, well, what do I do? We never learned this. We didn't have a test over this. And that's kind of where a lot of being nervous comes from, where it's just like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So a lot of the academic stuff is helpful, but I think we do need a class that's just like, maybe instead of having read alouds or something, we just like talk about what's going on and how to react to some of the social situations that we're seeing in everyday life. So sort of a current affairs from the social side of your world, right? So the, you know, maybe, maybe a class around culture today or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Instead of history to have like, like okay, now time out, you know, history is very, very important, right? Right. It helps us understand where we are, are in this moment. I love that though. And, you know, I do think that we are starting to see a global push around sort of that social and emotional sort of learning that does in fact need to take place. But I think it's really, really important for folks making those decisions around the programming sort of stuff that's happening in your school, that they hear directly from you that that's something that you want and and feel like that you need. I also want to ask you a little bit about your futures. And one of the things that we don't do very deliberately is we never ask folks, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the reason I don't like to ask that question is because I feel like it puts you in a box. So instead, what I want to know, reaching you and Maggie, I'm going to toss this one at you first because I think I have a little hint of it from some of the things that you've already told us. So what is it that you love? What are you passionate about? What do you love to learn? Science. (laughs) Science and math. my mind works in strange ways. So patterns and things like that, whether it's memory, but also kind of just like the curiosity of like why it is that way, like why it is the way that it is. So math and science is really important, but like a career I could see myself going into is just space. So uh, I'm Elon Musk. I'm a big fan of his. Um, (laughs) We will let Elon know. (laughs) Yes. SpaceX, uh, Tesla. He's just like such a great person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, my friend's babysitter's like boyfriend or something was an astrophysicist at SpaceX or something. And I was like, oh, look, I've made a connection. I know someone who works at SpaceX now. And it's just kind of those things, this like, oh, look, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm really interested in the things like, why does it work that way? And figuring out how we can use that to benefit society. 
Well, that's pretty awesome. We actually have a number of kiddos who who are here, who go to school here, because you can actually come here and and attend class. And um, her name is Elizabeth. She's actually out here uh, today. We'll find somebody to introduce you uh, to her, Maggie, because she is all about space and she's done some pretty amazing things. We also happen to um, know a couple astronauts here. So maybe we can try and, and make a connection for you because part of what Girls Who Lead is, is all about is helping young women find network connections a lot earlier so that we can tap into those passions and help you grow them. Uh, so it's not just something you dream about, but something you actually um, can can get there. Um, so Daria, what about you? What, what, what are you passionate about? Oh, so I really like, I really enjoy everything musical. I like listening to music. I like writing music. I like, I love music theory and I find it really interesting. (laughs) I like things like that where there's a structure that you can follow and it like makes sense. You're also, there's nothing stopping you from going out of it. If regular, you know, just chord progressions and stuff, what sounds right, whatever, like you could have one weird one in there and like, most people like since they don't have that knowledge like they won't even notice and like the thing i like about art and stuff is that it can be interpreted in any way and like no one says people can create it to make it one way create it to make it hold on okay (laughs) people can create it to um represent something but other people will see that as representing something else and like, there's no wrong answer. And that's what I really like about it. That's pretty awesome. Do you like math? Yes. Um, so do you know that, that music and math are one and the mm-hmm. same, right? Yeah. So it's pretty unusual to find folks. You know, you're going to love one more than the other, right? Obviously, but because you do, you clearly love music. So there are some amazing opportunities in this community and ways for you to plug in with that as a passion. We have this incredible arts culture in Columbus, but we also have a thing called Groove You. Have you ever heard of Groove You? <laughs> All right. So again, one of the things that I love about the Girls Who Lead program is the ability for us to help you make connections and groove you is a music and sound production program. They run a summer program, but you can also early college and post-secondary with them. And they are incredible. It's right here in town. So we need to make sure that you know about Groove You. Yeah, absolutely. So as we sort of wrap up our time um, here together a little bit, I do want to sort of put you guys on the spot and say, hey, if your community is in the process of completely redesigning school, what are the like two or three things that you would want that school to have? So Maggie, I'm going to start with you. So Maggie, what I mean, wild pie in the sky, nothing's off limits, their building's not built, the piece of ground hasn't been picked up. We have no idea. What what should that place look like for it to be awesome for you, Maggie? Yeah, well, conveniently enough, our community is redoing our middle school, so it's sort of that way, but I think it would have been nice if we had, like, get together and determine like what is crucial what must we have in the school and i'm also kind of an outdoorsy person i would really appreciate it if on the roof of a school maybe we had um like 
a few classrooms out there. So we could have a green roof and we could be learning. We'd have fences around it. So it'd be safe and everything. But like just to be outside while you're learning, it's some people find it distracting, the noises of the birds, the cities and everything. But I think it's kind of peaceful and calming. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just humbles you to be like, oh, look, it's not it's not about me. Like there's a whole world out here. I'm one of billions. Like That's awesome. That's awesome. So definitely yeah. having an outdoor space and also having kind of like a tinker lab where you can just mm-hmm. not really mess around, but be creative with what we're learning. Like use what we're learning to do something productive. Right. That would be awesome. What about you, Daria? What would your dream school have? I think we need to just, if there was a period every day where it was kind of just unstructured, calming, like think time. So like just even just writing stuff down that's going on in your head, stuff you need to think about or stuff that needs to be solved or even just like interesting things to ponder about the world. We can use those ideas that people have like came up with to build off on something that will be, that we'll learn about basically. Something if it's a common enough interest among people, then like I think people, what we're learning should be determined by what people want to know. Absolutely. And, and, and what they need to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they need to grow. Thank you, ladies, very, very much. Thank, Thank you. you. So my next guest at our special uh, Girls Who Lead Summit uh, edition of Learning Unboxed is a young woman from Cleveland. So welcome. Tell us who you are. My name is Ava Watts. And where do you go to school? I go to school in Lakewood at Harding Middle School. Harding Middle School. And Lakewood is up in the Cleveland region, yes? Yes. Okay, just because we have listeners who come and listen from all over the world, so we have to help them out a little bit. So, um, so Ava, tell us about middle school. What, what, you know, middle school is a funny time. Right, you're you're right. learning an awful lot. It's yeah. very transitional. So so tell us a little bit about Ava's experience in middle school. What do you love? Let's start with what you love about middle school. Well, I love make meeting new people because there are so many people that you don't know everyone. So you don't really know everyone, and sometimes you'll be in a class with someone new, and you'll sit next to them, and then you'll get to know them, and you'll really like them, and you become friends, and you make new friends. Because in middle school, you, I assume that you've got kids that you never knew before because they're coming from multiple elementary schools, yeah. right? Yeah, that's pretty typical experience, but it can be scary for some people, but it's awesome that you're embracing that. Mm-hmm. So what what is it that you like the least about middle school? And I hate getting into likes and dislikes, but I think it's important to sort of set the stage for why we're doing the Girls Who Lead Summit. Mm-hmm. So, so what is it that you dislike about middle school? I don't like having there some there are some classes that I just can't uh, that I don't like very much and I think it's just because I have harder times learning in those classes but then there are the classes that you really like and that's what I like about middle school you get to switch off classes you're not in one class all day right right it's usually not the teacher I like all my teachers but there are some subjects that I just don't like very much you don't care for what would those be I'm curious um well in sixth grade, it was math, but this year I like math. I'm learning better, mm-hmm. but I don't like 
uh, science very much. I'm not really scientific person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like my teacher. He's Mr. AJ. He's a very good teacher, but just science itself. I don't very, like very much. Yeah. I gotten sparked by it yet. No. Yeah. So I want to ask you a little bit about why you didn't like math so much in the sixth grade, but you do in the seventh. I'm really curious about why that that is, because I think that's really important. Math is in everything we do. So in the arts and sciences, it's everywhere. You can't, our world is just one giant mathematical equation. So why, why the difference do you think, Ava? Um, I think it's probably because I was maybe more distracted last year by other subjects. Cause I mean, it was my first year of middle mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. and I was just, it was new. Everything was new and I was having a really hard time adjusting to it. Okay. So yeah. And that's pretty typical. Do you think the lots of your friends have a yeah. hard time you think? Yeah. So now you're kind of the pro cause you did it one year and you're sort of in that happy middle spot. Yes. Is more comfortable because mm-hmm. yeah. I can manage my subjects better and learn better without stressing out over. Oh my gosh, this is all new. Yeah, I have language arts next. What am I going to do there? So I'm learning a lot better this year. I think. Yeah, that's good, and I think that's pretty typical too. So, Maggie, what what is it that you love? What what is what are you passionate about? Not not so much. Hey, what do you want to be? But what is it that what is what is it that you love, Ava? I love athletics and sports, especially soccer. I also love animals. And it took me a really long time and my parents a really long time, but I eventually convinced them to get a dog. So now we have a dog. Congratulations. What kind of dog do you have? I have a golden doodle. Her name is Greta. Ah, how awesome is that? Yeah. So, so Ava, are you finding right now in school that you get to explore those things that you're so passionate about? Um, yes. Uh, when we do research projects, we're doing one in language arts right now. I'm studying emotional support dogs. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I'm, there's an emotional support dog at my school. So I'm going to get, I'm going to interview his owner mm-hmm. and get to work with him a little bit. And I'm training my neighbor's puppy to be an emotional support dog. You are. That's yes. awesome. As part of a school project or just because you think that's an awesome thing to do and you're so excited about it. It's a school project, but I'm also really excited to do it. I mean, he won't be able to come into my school because he doesn't have enough proper, he's not going to have enough proper training just from me, mm-hmm. but I still think that it's really cool and I can train him to kind of be there. That's amazing. So how how is it that you learned the skills that you need to be able to train a puppy to be a support? When where where did you learn the skill to train? Well, um for training I know because I had to train my dog. I think she's pretty well trained. She doesn't come when called, which is kind of a problem, but other than <laughs> would, that, she's pretty that's a problem. She's yeah. pretty good. She doesn't eat things that we live on the floor. That's good. For if she's mad at us. Yeah. But, yeah. And then for training to be an emotional support dog, I had to do some research mm-hmm. and I have some books that I'm reading. 101 tricks. I don't think he's going to learn all of those. Uh-huh. But to be an emotional support dog, he has to be calm, but he's still a puppy. So we're working on that. Right. And he has to be able to carry sometimes the weight of a human, literally. Uh-huh. And he has to be able to calm down a human 
while being calm himself. Uh-huh. So it's a lot of training. It's going to take a while, but I think we'll get there. And you're excited about it. I am. Yeah, I can tell that you're excited about it. So that's pretty awesome that you've been able to tap into something that you're really passionate about. That's amazing. So when you think about um, the opportunities that you have as it relates to school and recognizing fully that you've got a, a lot of journey left in front of you, but if you were able to sit down with the leaders in your school district and really sort of talk with them about what you think you would love to see or, or have in a school environment, what would some of those things be? What, what, what do you not have that you would like to add? Um. I think that uh, recess could be outdoors more. I mean, sometimes we have to go in the gym and sit and do nothing because some people are running around and not behaving at all. Mm -hmm. But And I also think recess in general could be longer. We have 20 minutes of recess and 20 minutes of lunch. And kids just have, at our age, a lot of energy and I think that we could get out more of that energy if we had longer recess. Mm-hmm. What What if you did more of your learning in more outdoor active spaces? Would that sort of help compensate? Um, learning outside? Uh-huh. Uh, I think that would help. I mean, if we did more interactiveness outside, because I think we have to do some of the learning inside because of whiteboards and you can't really take your whiteboard outside. Mm-hmm. but if we did interactives with classes outside, I think that would help. That would help, yeah. Like maybe if writing outside, when we're writing essays and language arts or social studies, Mm -hmm. I think if we went outside, then maybe we'd be in a more calm and open environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's an intriguing thing, right? So part of it is sort of striking a balance between all the stuff that we have to teach you and all the things that we recognize that you would benefit from learning, right? So because we're not teaching you how to train emotional support animals um, in school, but you sort of have to wonder, well, then why not? Look at all of the amazing things that you are doing um, as you are um, engaged in that training, all the things that you're learning, um, you are growing to be an amazing young woman and a leader um, because of that. So when you um, are here at a at a summit about leadership, what what are some of the questions that you have for these w- these women who are here to to mentor? What 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 kind of thing do you want to know from them? Well, I kind of want to know how they became leaders and the people that they are now. And I want to learn what inspired them to become these great women. Yeah. Inspiring stories help you internalize that? Yes. I sat at one table where um, a girl, she's 17 now, but she, when she was 12, she had a problem with gift cards uh-huh. and like she would lose them or not want them. So she invented an app that you can store your gift cards and train them in, trade them in if you don't want them for different gift cards. I think that's really inspiring how at such a young age, she was able to get this idea in her head and actually pursue and um, make it into something that helps her now. That's amazing. 
And she made that app available for others. Yes, it is on the iPhone. On, on all the different app stores. Yes. That is, that is truly inspiring. Can you imagine yourself doing similar things? Yes. I mean, I don't really have... I'm, I haven't really been thinking about problems that I have now, but just from hearing her story, I'm thinking about problems that I may have with my dog mm-hmm. or anything else in just daily life, like getting to school or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So very inspiring to hear other people's stories. What they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ava, thank you very much for, for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. So enjoy the rest of the summit. Thank you. So next up, we have Abby May, who um, is a student at Grove City High School here in Ohio, who has come to the Girls Who Lead Summit. And so I'm very excited to have you join me, Abby. Thank you. (laughs) Are you nervous? No, not really. Good. That's awesome. So Abby, um, tell us why you came to the Girls Who Lead Summit. I'm a senior in high school and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in my career. And there's not really a lot of like hands-on experience stuff that you can do. So like when I'm in an engineering design class and so my teacher told me about it and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's a cool opportunity. So yeah. I took took the opportunity, but I've met some cool people. And and so you, you, you said in the notes that you sent over to us that you love learning and you love computers. Yeah. So I have a, my mom gets on me because I have a hard time doing my homework because coming home, I'll learn like, because I'm learning Hebrew right now. Like I like learning languages. I like learning just stuff about computers, anything that has to do with learning. And so like my mom's like, do your homework. And I'm like, but, but like, I don't want to do my homework. And so, but that's a really good Good, good piece of conversation. So I want to dig in a little bit with you, Abby, because lots of kids don't want to do their homework. And and I think that we often have a misunderstanding about why that is. So uh so so Abby, why why don't you like doing your homework? What what is it about that that doesn't appeal to you? And it's not just I don't wanna, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a waste of time because you learn um, I don't know, like regular classes are like 40, like 30, 45, 50 minutes, you know, that aspect. So you have 50 minutes of class time. And then like, for example, my teacher this weekend gave us a whole packet of word problems. And I'm like, you've already taught us this, you know, like, and you're making us complete this whole packet of word problems on the weekend of homecoming, right. you know, like it's just crazy. And I think it's a waste of time and I don't really do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I hear that a lot and I will be perfectly honest. Um, so we at, at here at past and at the innovation lab, um, we struggle with this a lot and I will say unofficially, we don't advocate for homework. In fact, we yeah. suggest um, highly that if you're going to have kids do stuff at home, that it should really be sort of the introduction to a topic. So watch, yeah. you know, watch a video, listen to a podcast that leads it, and then actually do the actual practice and instruction, the hands-on uh-huh. part of it in the classroom so that maybe you're, you're sending a kid home to listen to something, but not necessarily this onerous sort of thing um, in terms of the way they think about it. So yeah. 
So, so Abby, you know, as a senior and trying to sort of figure out, you know, what you're passionate about, but what's the thing that you dig, right? So in terms of, as you think about your future, what is, what does Abby need to make the decisions about what her next steps are going to be? I think one of the problems is there's so many fields that I could go into and I'm trying like this is a good opportunity, like the um, learning unbox. You know, I've listened to some of the podcasts. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I think it's a good opportunity to get hands-on experience and to have like have uh, f- like girls come together because mm-hmm. even though it girls are beginning to lead in different aspects of engineering and mm-hmm. science and math and technology. Um, it's still kind of looked at that men are smarter when there are studies that show like women were more creative. Mm-hmm. So we're better for the fields that men have taken over. And I was just talking to someone, you know, like, oh, like women are starting to take over. And I kind of like that. Yeah. So, so, so outside of the general sort of cultural uh, components, let's talk a little bit about that whole idea, because it is true that we see a lot of fields now and we're working really, really hard collectively. And I'm using the royal we here, mm-hmm. right? Globally it has nothing to do with us particularly, <laughs> but, 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 but generally there's this push to change that dynamic, right? And to yeah. put more, a greater diversity of voice and experience into all aspects of the world of work, but certainly into the STEM fields where we tend to, to your point, see more men than, than women. Yeah. And so as you have those conversations with folks um, and you come to something like a Girls Who Lead Summit, to, to, to your point, there are so many career choices out there, but how do you know which one is right for you? And yeah. so it sounds to me like one of the things that you're looking for is a chance to experience a small little piece of lots of things so that you can find the exact sort of fit for you. Yeah. And and so how do you go about doing that outside of events like this? So for example, in your school, do you have the opportunity to explore very broadly across things? I would say yes, but at the same time, you know, I'm busy with school, work, homework and trying to trying to do everything all at once right. and that's like the number one problem, I think. Yeah. So when you, if you could imagine, so let's sort of step back and say that um, you are, uh, you're not a senior in high school getting ready to go on to whatever your post-secondary experience could be, but like your your younger self, right? So yeah. say, say middle school, what, what is it that you would need if you could imagine school, a blank slate, right? A plot of ground hasn't even been selected if Abby got to design her school, what are some of the key things that you would ensure that it had? I would say you would have people who are in the fields of all aspects. And then I actually had an idea to teach kids. You know, you have someone who is an engineer, um, someone who's in music, someone like someone who's in everything. And then they get, they bring on stuff that you know, the kids could have hands-on experience with. And instead of just being like, oh, here's a piece of paper, you know, you need to study this, you need to learn it. No, you get hands-on experience because 
like learning like that never interests me. But when someone showed me like a motherboard Mm -hmm. and computers, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just studying isn't going to do anything. Right. So you're really looking for a very, very hands-on experience that's led by people in those careers. Yeah. So very industry-focused so that you could dig in on mm-hmm. something. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of folks who do better learning like that, you know, and one size definitely does not fit all as it sort of relates to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I appreciate that because that's definitely, for me, the same sort of experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about, though, um, the opportunity for you to grow as a leader, so as a senior in high school, you're getting ready to go off into the world. Are you going off to college or to trade school or taking a break or have you decided yet? Or it's all up in the air for you still? Um, I'm looking at college or just getting into the field I want to do. It's kind of confusing. You know, it is. so many things. And it depends on what you're doing, right? And so, yeah. you know, if, if you're interested in computer science and IT and all of those sorts of things, those paths have become very divergent. Um, it used to be that you had to either just go off and go to college and see, but you have options now mm-hmm. that we never had before. Is that daunting as a student trying to figure it all out? It is a bit, but how do, how do you sort it? I guess, uh, like nowadays, when I was in elementary school, I grew up in a small town, so there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to take classes. But now I'm hearing like they're starting fifth graders like with programming. I I think like if you started young, if I would have started young, learning different fields, you know. But now I'm trying to like research it on my own and look up all the different fields, and there's not very much out there yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could be like, oh, what is this field? But you don't know, like, there's a field and then there's different fields inside of that yeah, field. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so for you, do, is it really sort of um, IT and computer science or is it some other aspect of engineering? What do you, what do you, what appeals to you the most? Um, I think I've looked into the most um, engineering, but um robotics, um, anything in computers. I don't know if I'll stick to robotics, but I do know it's something that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, robotics are part of the future. That you're really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And are you not getting exposure to those things in your current school? No. Why do you think? Um, I do know like they have like robotics teams Mm -hmm. and different schools but at Grove City they I just don't I don't know why they don't maybe they don't have the people who Mm. have introduced it but um I think a hundred years ago school was the same way it was today Mm. so you don't think it's changed much it hasn't changed not for you yeah no yeah do you if you had the opportunity to say start a robotics team at your Mm -hmm. school um, do you feel equipped to do that? No, because yeah. I don't know how, like, I don't know where it starts. Right, right. You haven't been exposed to yeah. that. So even the business and entrepreneurial side of starting a new endeavor, you've yeah. not had exposure to that. 
Yeah. So your message then, Abby, to your school, not to put you sort of on the spot, but what, what is your message to the adults in your community? I would say a lot of times you look at teachers in my school and they're trying their best to help the students. But like, for example, ACT scores Mm -hmm. that like I got a 19. I know I'm smarter than that, but I don't do well on tests. I don't think taking tests like that really determines how smart you are. Like, I think... um, they're in Finland. I've looked in Finland mm-hmm. and they say to teachers, this is what kids have to learn. You know, you teach it. I don't care how you teach it, you know, and as long as they're learning, you know, that's fine. But I think if schools started teaching the kids and said to teachers, you know, like you can learn, you can teach them how you want to teach them. But teachers, I've talked to teachers before. I'm, I'm one of those people who aren't close people my age when I'm close to older people mm-hmm. I've always been mm-hmm. kind of like an old soul yeah yeah but I've talked to them and they're like oh like I want to teach them this way but I have to do this I have to give them the standardized test I have to do all this different stuff that I don't want to do mm-hmm. well yeah and it's it's a tough space to to be in so is an event like this and the potential of crafting a network for yourself helpful to you? Yeah, very. So this is something that you, if, if it were to happen, say, if there was a networking group or a sort of a huddle group, like one Saturday a month with the girls who participated in this, is that something that you would invest time in? Yeah. You would, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helpful feedback for adults to know that you're craving mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, that is. Yeah. So I think that that's, um, that that's really awesome. And I, and I do think Abby there, there are options out there for you and I am so grateful for you to take time and to share that with us. Um, Before I sort of let you off the hook, so to speak, um, you know, we talked about what you need from the adults in your community. What do you need from the kids in your community? Um, I think one of the problems is I've always thought outside the box. I've always been analytical. Like I'm like, what is, so this is the problem. What is deeper than that? I've always seen kids judge me for that. Mm. I think there's too many, there's too much judgmental thoughts going around. Like just because somebody's different, just because someone thinks a different way doesn't mean they're wrong. Like I'm a Christian, you know, like I believe in God, but if someone says they're gay and they believe, they don't believe in God, I say, okay, I respect your views. You know, like I I don't, I'm not going to put you down for it. And so that's what, that's, that's what I think we need. Kids need to come together and be like, okay, like I, I don't, I don't really agree with you, but I still respect you and I still love you. So I think that's what kind of we need to go towards. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's an interesting path to give us. Yeah. 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 Well, I suspect Abby that one day we will, we will all look up from our various and sundry 
digital devices that we seem to have mm-hmm. our heads buried in. And we will see Abby May standing in front of us having solved some of those amazing real problems. <laughs> so um, I want to officially say thank you to you for being here, not just with us, but as part of this endeavor, as yeah. part of this movement, and for being brave enough to add your voice to it. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Big takeaways. I think the amount of energy that was exchanged, not just by the girls, but also with like the people they were speaking to. So every time I walked past a conversation, all the body language was all in. Everybody was excited. It didn't matter what the topic was. They were in. There were so many tears and so many hugs today. I felt like an Oprah Winfrey show. I mean, it was like, I can't tell you the number of participants, whether they were speakers or they were kids or their parents who came up and gave me giant hugs and just said, this was amazing. I loved it. Do it again you know, the the really in-depth conversations that happened that you didn't expect to spark. Like people would start out with a very serviceable question and then they just went down the rabbit hole. What does that mean? So much excitement about that back and forth. And I think just the exchange of network. I saw a lot of professionals who are handing their business cards to kids and the kids were then turning around and going, and here's my email address. I will be in touch, right? They just, they formed these really amazing networks today that I think will supersede this day. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education. Education.